the highs can be a growth experience, the lows can be a growth experience because you're going into a pain point. I always say the couch or the roller coaster at Disneyland, there's nothing going on there, there's no learning. And you have to go to that discomfort area. And when you do that, you have an emotional attachment to a company, the individuals that are in that company. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black and FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. We are continuing our leadership series with Jim Robinson, speaker, author, and coach, and of course, CEO and founder of CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. Now, today, we're kind of with a topic that's pretty trendy on the old interweb, and that is employee experience. Now, how does this roll out in an environment like facility management? Well, we're going to get to the root of that. I want to know how it's affected by the economy and such a low employment rate and really kind of what Jim's take is on the whole employee experience. So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. But for that, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Fluidlytics Intelligent Water Management Solution. Fluidlytics enables all businesses using water, including commercial buildings, hotels, and restaurants, to optimize and track their water usage in order to meet water sustainability goals, reduce water costs, and reduce water leakage. Start saving water and saving money. For a free evaluation with one of our technical experts, visit fluidlytics.com today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I am your host, Sean Black, and we are back with our leadership series and Jim Robinson. Welcome back, bud. Hey, thank you. Happy Monday morning. Happy Monday morning to you. I'm so excited to have you back. And today we're going to be talking about making an employee experience count. And this is hot. This is a big topic for people right now. Awesome. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, who better to talk on employee experience than you, right? You know, since we came on, uh, well, since I came on to CGP, employee experience has always been a big deal for us here. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone is growing and thriving and, and really our culture is all a big part of that. So, but I want to kind of start off for people who don't know what employee experience is. I want to kind of get your definition of that. What a employee experience means to Jim Robinson. Employee experience to me, it means keep them engaged, stay engaged with them, always have something else different going on. Uh, challenging them. Uh, I remember years ago when it was just me and it was easy. It was a good employee experience. (laughs) Bless their heart, they endured. But to this day, of course, you know, we still have employees that I hired directly myself 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And it was easy to give a quality experience back then. Today, it's much more complex um, people become more complex as we all do, but, uh, employee experience is, uh, that's a big deal and keeping people engaged is, that's it, a number one target. I agree. It's, it's, um, with the economy, the way it is, it's booming right now. You know, it's one of those things where you have to keep your employees, like you said, engaged, happy and productive. Otherwise they have choices right now. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a big thing. Uh, the employment rate being so low. How important is uh, employee experience when it comes to growing a business? Like we're in we're in a growth mode right now. Yeah, 
It's uh, having the employee experience, morale, keeping morale high. Uh, the only way you can do that is keep them engaged in whatever the next steps are. Mm. Showing them the vision, showing them the plan, uh, having uh, having a growth pattern, uh, keeping people engaged to that growth pattern. That's an employee experience. I mean, we're contractors, we're self-performing contractors in several states. Yeah. And in doing so, it's harder and harder to do that <laughs> by not being able to touch all those lives on a regular basis. Um, me as the owner and the leader of the company, uh, sending random emails, texts, and phone calls on a weekly basis, that's something that's really important to me because I know everybody has a choice. Mm. Um, it's it's evolving today where, yes, unemployment's low, but people are not moving as much. If you've looked at statistics recently, they're not moving around from employer to employer. I think people economically are starting to say, okay, what's next? Mm. Uh, yeah. So I think they're trying to find that home and find a way to grow within that home. And so I think this year will uh, it'll be a little bit different. Usually during the election cycles, uh, there's usually a, an uptick or a downtick in employment. Mm. Uh, I think this year, with it being such a, a big uh, election next year yeah. coming up, I think people will find stability in where they're at and being able to continue to find a way to grow them and experience uh, new levels for them individually, whether that's painful or for pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I think that'll be a part of the employee experience. So it, things are changing in the economics and yes. uh, certainly how employees are moving or not moving around as much. I think a lot of companies are still very conscious of the employee experience. And and even though things are, like you said, people are kind of sticking to their jobs now, I think it's still important for a lot of people out there. A lot of CEOs, I know, we're driving that vision. They're driving that culture. They're driving yeah. that the whole experience. And, and we, I mean, we brainstorm on a regular basis about uh, how to have the employee control what they think they need. Mm. Right? So the employee has to contribute, one, to their own reviews. We don't, do reviews anymore. The employee has to do their own reviewing of themselves now. Uh, we are rolling out a brand new platform on that. That's an employee experience that I wish I had back then. Right. And because if I'm in a bad mood, as an example, which I never am, Sean Black. <laughs> it's uh, I, I don't know. I, the I judgment don't remember of that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you never experienced never. that. I never experienced that. You, you gotta you gotta <laughs> know that depends on whoever the the person doing the review is, is yes, based sir. on a judgment, yeah. right? And if they're in a if they're in a bad mood, mm. that's gonna be a bad review, right? Yeah. The experience isn't gonna be great. That's right. If they're in a great mood, the experience may be great, but people employees also tend to confuse reviews with money. Lots of times. And the two are not. And so we try to be clear in that. Review is performance based. Money is based on is the is the company making any money. Uh, so being compensated for your efforts is based on, is there money? Yeah. If there's no money, you can't get blood out of a rock. So being not being confused, we changed that. So the employee, it's a non-judgmental space now. And we as leaders have to guide their goal process. So if they, usually the mirror is the best thing. They, they reflect on a weakness or a failure. They also have the solution. So now all you got to do is show up as a leader and actually lead them to guide them mm. and help that process to their goal of changing whatever it is their weakness is. Ask more questions. Ask more questions and not be as judgmental. I, uh, I was going to ask you, what do you feel is the 
ask you what you feel is the best way to improve on employee experience. And you think that's part of it right there? I think that's part of it. I think uh, giving control back to the employees. So, and I've always oh. said, I've always said that we don't manage people, we manage systems and the people manage those systems. So if you are trying to manage somebody, mm. the individual themselves are not a system, that's really a control freak. In my, that's my opinion. That's, uh, you, you can implement systems that are very stringent that can really choke the daylights out of somebody so they perform well. But that's a system that you're managing, not the actual individual. So really you, driving down employee experience at that point too. You're driving down employee experience because they see the mirrors right in front of them at that yeah. point. They know their performance is not up to par and they're getting choked a little bit. Yeah. So the experience, you can take it positive or negative either way. It depends on how you have to influence and who mm -hmm. that is. And you need to figure that out on an individual basis, particularly your leadership people. Those are different because they also, they got a high level of self-judgment on a every day. For sure. And you actually got to lead them through that self-judgment because that's the critical part that tears you down. I was doing a coaching session this morning with a young lady and she says, well, I'd like to take a day off to decompress. And I said, well, we refer to that as avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> it's not truly nurturing the soul unless it's actually planned, right? So some of that decompress time is managers tend to go through that. Managers have really bad days, but you'll see they never miss work, right? Lower level employees miraculously are sick. Mm. If you give five or six days a year, they, oddly enough, they're sick five or six days. <laughs> managers tend to not ever get sick or they do, they pull up their bootstraps. So if there's an avoidance situation or if they're self-incriminating so much that they're lacking performance, then you got to lead through the performance. That's usually giving them systems so they can start building confidence again. Follow the system, back to the fundamentals. As um, Wooden used to say, we're starting with fundamentals, right? We're going to take our socks off and put our socks back on before we practice. And we're going to do that multiple times so we make sure our socks don't bother us when we play the game. Love Wooten. Love Wooten. So the same thing in, you know, when you get somebody that's stumbling, it's, it's a process. Go back to the fundamentals. Get to the basics and you start to win, then you get more autonomy and then watch what happens. Creating that winning environment for them. Create yeah. the, let the employee create the winning yeah. environment. Guide that's, the process. That's smart. What role, and we, we talk about technology a lot in this show a lot. Because everything's evolving so quickly. Um, what role do you think technology plays in that employee experience? Um, well, in the youthful group, <laughs> if you will, yeah. without putting age numbers on things, youthful group tends to love experiencing the techie stuff. That's, sure. that's important to them. I remember 35 years ago starting this company. I hand-wrote all of our own work orders. Literally oh, hand-wrote and beeped or text a guy or a tech to call in to talk to me to actually get their assignments. And it's way different today. You imagine doing that for thousands <laughs> of work quarters now. Now it's thousands a month. Oh, but back no. then, you know, it was a you know 50 a week yeah. or something and a hundred a week. And then, you know, I got to where I couldn't control that anymore. And then we started moving into technology. Technology has been a big part. I think it's extremely important that you, uh, one, continually evolve through the, yeah. uh, the technology, but always find a group that will enhance the technology. So it has to get smaller. 
It has to be single button use. It has to be very simplistic. Easy. Guys in the field turn wrenches, use hammers, very creative-minded. They're not analytical skill sets. So they can surf the web. They can do things on their phone. But they don't like writing long speeches about what they just repaired. Yeah. So you have to keep that single button technology. It's got to It's got to be accelerated, and you got to completely squash the things that you don't need. On There's a, a few of them out there, but not many. Yeah. Not many. Not many. Yeah, that's interesting. I can totally understand how making that technology as simplistic as possible will influence that employee experience. It makes it just better for them. makes it easier for them to go through their day and do their thing. Yeah, simplicity. Less hassle. Less headaches. Right? Fundamentals, (laughs) less headaches. How do you, Jim Robinson, as a leader, encourage an open and honest dialogue with your team? I think that's a big part of this whole employee experience. Yeah. Uh, well, years ago, I had an employee come to me and say, you know what, I've, I've avoided you. I've avoided ownership. I've avoided telling, you know, the accurate story. Wow. And we, I don't remember the dollar figure, but it was a pretty significant loss for us. And it was, it was thousands. It was probably eight or $10,000 net loss to the company. That's not something that's sustainable in a service business. You just, you can't sustain that. And I, all I said was, wow, that that was an expensive learning opportunity. What are we going to change? And he came to me not so long later and said, that's it. That's, you're not firing me. And there's really nothing you can say when you have full ownership. It really kind of shuts down the process. It makes me go search to figure out a better way to do things, of course. Find another way through. Yeah. There's another opportunity. Did we make it too complicated? Did we not complicate it enough to where we have enough systems, enough, you know, steps? And we go on that journey. And through that process, it it changed, I think, many lives around us in our group that they just had confident enough to take full ownership. I always say the not me's on the payroll. Well, not me <laughs> isn't usually around except for new folks who come yeah. in. You know, they like to go avoid, you know, got a big dent in a truck or a van. Not me did that. Must have hit me in the parking lot. And I'm like, you know what, just full ownership of that. What, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. If it keeps showing up three, four times and there's no correction, then we part ways, you know. But for the most part, it's uh, it's fairly simple to build on Full ownership, but you got to reinforce that. That's a discipline that you got to reinforce. Jack Welch is famous for talking about getting into your under your employee's skin and really knowing who they are. And I think that we do that really well here. Yeah. And in really opening that dialogue, and I think that's a big part of it. Is really I, I think it's a DNA in a in a true leader. Mm-hmm. I think it's a natural DNA is to have connection, love connection yeah. that you want to spend time with people, and if you do. They inherently will open, and if, if they open, then you really do learn a lot about them. You learn about their kids, you learn about their wife, you learn about their life experiences. It's when they're not open, mm. we got to spend more time there. We got to we got to go play in that sandbox because they they need to find some comfort in who they're working with. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think it's super important. We have. We only have them for a limited amount of time, right? And we have them eight hours a day, maybe maybe a little bit more. So every minute really counts. How how do you or what's your take on trying to make every moment count in a, in a, in a work day with these guys? What's the best way to do that? Well, if you think of everything as either pain or pleasure on right. on any given moment, 
So you have to go through those emotions. If everything is kind of flatline, it literally is flatline and it has a very short life. It's mm. it's virtually over at that point. So you have to take people on those journeys. You have to have the highs and the lows because there's an emotional attachment to that. The, the highs can be a growth experience. The lows could be a growth experience because you're going into a pain point. I always say the couch or the roller coaster at Disneyland, there's nothing going on there. There's no learning. Right. And you have to go to that discomfort area so you grow. So there's an emotional thing up and down roller coaster all day long. You go home spent. And when you do that, you have an emotional attachment to a company. Yeah. The individuals that are in that company, you grow a, an attachment to them. You don't want to leave them. And then you become a contributor. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago when they first evolved into a 401k program. And they it, we knew it was a two-year cycle for loyalty. So they put 401ks. You couldn't participate until two years. I'm like, well, that's crap because two years from now, you're not going to invest Today, you're not going to invest. I mean, you got to you have to change that. So we know that we can create loyalty at about a year, but there's an emotional ride during that first year. And then we develop loyalty. We've been able to prove that time and again. We Everybody participates in 401k, you know, at a year now. But we've developed that loyalty. We can literally go through a testing process. We watched it time and time again over the last 100 employees or yeah. 200 employees or so that we are able to evolve that evolve that into about a year of loyalty. Once you get loyalty, now you got a growth. You, now you truly have a career and a life together that you can spend time on. I feel like we really focus um, strongly on those, the new employees and making sure they're on their journey and staying involved with them consistently yeah. to make sure that that happens. Yeah. And that has to continue to evolve because you, yeah. we set a standard that we believe is accurate, and then we get a new person in, and it doesn't fit their needs. Right, right. So you, that is a very fluid thing. Even though we document it, we have a syllabus. We, you know, we go through check the box thing. It's uh, it's really important that we stay fluid in that because as people evolve, so does the system has you know needs has to, to evolve. So a year from today, I guarantee you, our system will be vastly different than it is today on the intake on the onboarding process. Yeah, I agree. But that's that's the journey, and that's if you set up that first engagement, the day one engagement, you also set up the rest of the career with the company. So we've evolved. We didn't used to do that. We used to hire them, go turn them out in the field, <laughs> hope for the best. And obviously we have some people that are tenured employees, 25, 26 years with us. Yeah. That worked for them. But it's today it's not as easy to do that. It's it's important that we engage them. We set up the standard for day one. Learning's a big deal. Uh, introductions, meeting all the key players, uh, making them feel like they found a new home. Yeah, all that's part of that employee All of that's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. I think that first day is critical. It's critical. Making that As you know, we've yeah. changed exactly. How we, now I try to meet with every manager that comes in. It's a day one introduction. We spend a lot of time together, and then they go through the you know meeting everyone, spending time at their desk, mirroring them. Uh, that's a kind of a big deal. That's a huge opportunity for people to start to connect. 34, almost 35 years. We've been doing this business. You've been you started this business 1980 85, 85. August 1985. And now you're at the level where you're really creating new leaders. Yeah. Right? So that's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. And what do you feel is the best way to empower those leaders to influence the employee experience here? Well, culturally, when we hired some of these managers and leaders that we have today, 
culturally, when I was interviewing, we like who we're like or who we want to be like. Yeah. And if you believe that philosophy, I was hiring people that had similarities to me and my behavior, my DNA. So it was easy fit to hire them back then. It was easy for them to fit in because we're kind of alike. Right. And if you look at that and building those leaders today, um, it's kind of a no-brainer for them to carry on the culture of who we are if they were hired by me originally. They are kind of who I am because we like who we're like or who we want to be like. And so I was hiring people that are like me, which it's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Frustrating at times and like, wow, they got this, no problem. And so uh, I think creating new leaders, um, the ones we have now, building them up into regional directors and VPs has has been a fun journey. It's part of my journey, my life experience. And uh, I've always been one to promote from within. I think that's the easiest way to do things. And it gives back to the families that have been serving our clients for many, many years. Yeah. So really taking that and those leaders and now having them take that to the next level. That's the journey right there. Yeah. Is that's the next step. That's what I say. You know, ask people to define success. And most people don't have the capability. You put them on the spot, what is success? Well, success to me means that somebody's carrying on what I've taught them. And I hear regularly people talking, and I say, wow, they they sound like I would be given that talk. And to hear that, that is really kind of the pat on the back for me that I feel like we've got to the level of success. And it's going to continue because those people are now teaching what I've taught them. And so I say success is had. It's not money. It's not those things. It's those people. For me, it's people carrying on the message and being able to teach other leaders. Legacy. It's creating a legacy. Legacy. For sure. I love that. Everyone's everyone's definition of success is different, man. It's all different. It's really interesting. Well, as we are wrapping up on this um, leadership series, on this episode, um, what advice would you give other leaders in the facility management world uh, when it comes to developing a great employee experience? I think uh, I think it's critical. Like we even talked at our last leadership um, three or four weeks ago. I think it's really important that the company recognizes who's the number one. Mm. And I'm not trying to offend people, but I, I can tell you unequivocally, the team is your number one, your client is your number two. Absolutely. And the owners are last on the list. And in doing that, serving the our team, growing that team, they serve the clients like they're number one. I can't tell you how many times we've had clients call in and say, wow, I, I feel like these guys aren't even got another client, right? And our yeah. por- portfolios are big. We have lots of clients. And we've been very fortunate that way. But for us to be able to teach or to interact with a client and they feel like they're number one, that's a big, big thing. So even though they're number two internally, they're actually number one in our in our teams, and they go after them and they serve them at the highest level. Communication, response times, and turnaround. That's a that's the big thing. So making your team number one, making the team number one is yeah. the greatest thing you can do. It's a responsibility and an obligate moral obligation, as I regularly say. It's a moral obligation that you make these people feel like they're number one. And that can, sometimes that's painful, sometimes that's pleasure. but And sometimes it's both because that emotional connection is why they keep coming back every day. And without that, it isn't, it isn't going to work, period. Great advice, Jim Robinson. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sitting in to another episode. 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. to be here. For everyone who is watching on our YouTube channel, be sure to smash the like button on there and hit the little bell for notifications so you know which. Push the button. Yeah, click on there so we know when new videos are coming out. And uh, if you're looking for us, you can find us at cgpconstruction.com. And we're all over the old interweb there. Just type it in and you will find us. So you'll find us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you much.